0: Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Friday! I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined by uh, Stu Bergier, Jason Buttrell, and Jason Howerton. Thanks for being here, Stu. What's a tough story for you?
1: Uh, the Supreme Court and how it works and how it should not ever work. <laughs> okay,
2: Jason. Uh, if you're one of those uh, waiting with bated breath uh, to see all this, you know, uh, you know, Kenneth Starr-style salacious material that's about to come out in the in the Mueller report. Um, be prepared for the most epic letdown ever.
0: (laughs) Okay, Jason Howerton.
3: Um, AOC is in, I think, has more influence in the Democratic Party than than somebody like Nancy Pelosi today. Uh, And she is coming for your guns.
0: mm a lot to get into there. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So, um, Jason Buttrell, I know you've had a good experience with Relief Factor because you're like super old and <laughs> you're in the military, and so yeah. your joints just don't want to work anymore. Yeah,
2: especially if you're in the military. That, I mean, because that's that's you know where I'm pulling from this. I get, it tears up your knees, yeah. it tears up your back, your shoulders, everything, and it's like pain that just never goes away. Right. And I was struggling with this for a long time, and it's it's that kind of contributes to just the. depression. That I think a lot of veterans have, because the one thing that you can, you know, have that, you know, connection with the life you once had was to continue to like keep your body in shape like you once did. We can't do that if if you're all torn up. My knees were shot. I could not run my usual like three miles a day. Could not do it anymore. I was very, very, it just it, 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 it. was depressing. It really was. Start taking uh, relief factor. Really for me, it's I think it's different for multiple people. Do, but I did a three-week quick start pack. Um after a week and a half, I was already back up to running my my uh, three miles. That's it was about, amazing.
0: That's about when I started seeing a difference in in mine in my experience as well. Um, I was in a car accident and had some protruding protruding and herniated discs. Um, and it's same thing. It's just all day, just constantly in pain. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find anything that worked. and no. it was about a week and a half. For me as well,
1: I would say too. I, I think I liked your combination of those words, Patruniating. Per, I know it, I that like, that's like, what they should just call petr-n-i-ting. it. <laughs> Patruniating.
0: Patruniating. <laughs> You're welcome, medical <laughs> community. <laughs> but it worked for me as well. Um, and seventy percent of the people who buy that three-week quick quick start. Pack. I'm, apparently, I'm having problems with words today. <laughs> They're not easy. It, it might be like kind of a crucial thing to be able to do when you're You've been
2: doing talking a with me show. for two hours, so that's I'm rubbing that's off on you. That's <laughs> why.
0: Um, but 70% of those people who buy it, they go on to keep ordering more. It's working for the majority of people. It can work for you. You will not know unless you get that three week quick start pack for $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or you can call 800 500. 8384 if you're one of those people who, like, I don't know, use cell phones for their original purpose of voice calls. (laughs) All right, Stu, top story.
1: Uh, One of the craziest moments, I think, since I started doing, you know, radio and TV uh, happened in 2012 when uh, we were on the air during the radio show and the Supreme Court decision about Obamacare came down. Uh, And it was very, you know, I think... Conservatives were relatively optimistic about the – after seeing the you know, oral uh, questioning, it seemed like it was in favor. You had what, in theory, was five conservative justices. The blatantly unconstitutional idea of an individual mandate mandating that people buy insurance. I mean, like, I, you know, it's something that has had never – there's no precedent for it in American history. So, I I know, you you at least had some confidence. I had these typical pessimism, in which I don't think things work out for me. Um, So I kind of thought, theoretically, it wasn't going to go well. But So as this broke on the air, I remember, you know, I'm scrolling through the reading, trying to read it as fast as I can to understand what's going on. Every website in America, you know, Drudge Report and Breitbart and, like, all these, you know, mainstream sites are all reporting that it was overturned. There was an issue at the beginning where everyone thought it was overturned initially. And I'm reading it, and I'm like, I don't think... Just because John Roberts wrote it doesn't mean that it's overturned. And it was just a crazy moment. And ever since then, I've been somewhat obsessed with trying to figure out what the hell happened. I mean, his r- ruling didn't make any sense. It almost seemed at times that it was written to overturn it. and then, uh, But that was not the conclusion. It's a really strange thing. Anyway, there's a book coming out now about John Roberts. And uh, one of those sections that was released today uh, by CNN actually ran an excerpt of this book. Um, And it is about basically the backstory. I I find it completely fascinating. And and, and it's really also really frustrating. Just to kind of go through a little bit of the story. um, After they heard all the arguments, they went back and the nine justices took an initial vote kind of behind closed doors. And the initial vote came out 5-4 against Obamacare. So it was; it would have been overturned. Mm-hmm. Roberts was on the, what I would say, the correct side of that ruling. Um, uh, after they went through all of this, uh, they got to um, the second part of this, which was the Medicaid uh, expansion. Now, the Medicaid expansion was kind of this, it wasn't talked about as much, um, but they voted on that, and Roberts was on the liberal side of that part of it. So it was 5-4 against mm-hmm. um, uh, what I would say the right decision is on, Me- on the Medicaid expansion. Um, so after this all happens, Roberts gets kind of into his own—this is at least the reporting. I've always assumed it was a conspiracy theory, like someone had pictures of him doing something. But uh, uh, Roberts kind of decides he doesn't want the entire law to fall. So the individual mandate he, he was against, that going away, believed it was you know unconstitutional, but then thought, I don't, I don't want the whole law to go away. And the reasoning is really, really frustrating to me. Um, this is a quote from the book. A pro-business conservative, he understood the importance of the insurance industry to U.S. businesses. Uh, That's not your freaking job as a Supreme Court justice to figure out what you think is good for U.S. businesses. It's to interpret the Constitution of the United States of America. Being a
0: pro-business conservative has nothing to do with that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, He also says he was genuinely concerned about invalidating an entire law that had been approved through a democratic process to solve the intractable health care problem. Again, that's a little closer, kind of, to your job. But in reality, you're a Supreme Court justice. Look at the Constitution. Um, His four fellow conservatives believed that the individual mandate was going down. It should take the whole law with it, which I think I I would uh, agree with that as well. Um, Roberts wrote the decision, and it was going down the road that this was going to be overturned. Roberts then just tried to persuade Kennedy to flip to his side and say, OK, we'll get rid of the individual mandate, but we'll keep the entire law. Now, this part of it is bizarre because Kennedy, who's usually the guy who was, you know, very shaky on conservative decisions, uh, said he was puzzled and then put off that Roberts was coming after him in this way. So then Roberts decided instead to go to the liberals and talk to Kagan uh, and uh, Breyer and make essentially a deal saying, I will vote with you on the individual mandate if you then vote on the conservative side of the Medicaid part. So Roberts, who initially came down on the conservative side of, of the uh, mandate and the liberal side of Medicaid, wow. flip-flopped on both decisions so that he didn't have to shoot down this law. And I could go on about this because I'm so inf- wow. infuriated about it forever, but let me give you this last part. Um, and this is, uh, this is, again, going to the reasoning, and this is not what the Supreme Court is supposed to do. Um, he says, uh, let's see. "Do we have the quote up here?" Yeah. Viewed only through a judicial lens, his moves were not consistent, and his legal arguments were not entirely coherent. But he brought people and their different interests together. Oh, god! Now that is not, not what you're supposed. I mean, it's to me, it's almost borderline like an impeachable offense if this is true. Now, this is an account from an author. It's not a conservative author who was mad about the ruling. It's just a you know historian. But I mean. Surely, we all understand that the Supreme Court justice's job is not to bring people together. It has nothing to do. You should never enter your thought of, of what your legacy is, of what you think this might, uh, this might do as, as far as how people think about the Supreme Court. It shouldn't have anything to do with whether you think you can make people uh, sing kumbaya and, and be friendly to one another. Your job is to look at something uh, in a constitutional manner and decide whether the United States government, in a, in a country that's supposed to be free, is allowed to force people, with, with, you know, make you a, a, a citizen that is not in good standing if you don't purchase a particular product. Obviously, that is not unconstitutional. And the fact that he came down in that way is embarrassing. It's honestly a disgrace. I mean, Roberts has been not terrible on every decision, but uh, reliably bad. And this is, uh, I mean, this is back in the Pat Stew days. We did give him an emergency
2: induction into the Douche Hall of Fame because of this <laughs> uh, particular uh, ruling. That's, this is terrifying. It really is, especially when you consider everything that's coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, like, the one saving, like, grace that we thought is, okay, well, at least we have, uh, you know, even if they get a supermajority of the Senate mm-hmm. uh, and we get some crazy, you know, I don't know, like a Bernie Sanders type president, at least we got the, you know, the the uh, Supreme Court. You know, that's, that's the one bastion, you know, the last line of defense. But if this is true, then that is completely blown out of the water. If That's how they're making decisions. It's basically every single thing that people say that uh, is wrong with the Supreme Court. Oh, they're biased. Oh, they're, you know, they're, they're voting with the president that voted them in. You know, it pretty much proves that that's the case. I mean, it, it really is amazing. I mean, because this is the one body that's
1: supposed to not have anything like this yeah. happening, right? Like, if you're in the Senate, yeah, these guys go out to drinks and they make their stupid deals. We all understand that. Supreme Court, like, I would rather have them all listen in isolation booths and never talk to each other. In fact, they can't leave until they make the decision.
3: I'm surprised that y'all are so surprised. Yeah, no, I'm
1: not surprised.
3: These are people, right? Yep. They're people, in, and this is why every institution is so flawed. Yes. Because they're people. You don't think Robert's got a call from, from somebody, maybe it wasn't Obama personally, but someone who's in his ear and who's influential, and there's all the like. It, that's what happens. That's what's going on. Um, so I'm, I, I wouldn't. I'm not shocked, like at all by that. Like in fact, I'd be if it was like everybody did their thing and made their own decisions. I'd be like, wow, that's a, that's really impressive. Yeah. <laughs> but, it <laughs> but it never happens. What anymore. they're supposed, it's what to, they're supposed to do in a, in a perfect world, but we know yeah. that. We're, I mean, this is
2: this is why they're lifetime appointees. I mean, the, the, I think who was it that proposed recently or said they were going to propose uh, term limits to Supreme Court justices? That was one of the. One of the radical yeah, right. corey Booker. I mean, no. Like, if if they're worried about uh, you know having to raise money for you know uh, <laughs> you know you know to, to, for whatever, if if they're worried about oh crud, I have to get this done you know for my legacy before I'm you know I have to leave here and I'm gone. I mean, no. Th- this is not what you want. You want them to be completely as biased if you can, yeah. or at least set the system up to where you know they they at least have the opportunity to be to get to be unbiased and just go off the Constitution. I take a, a, an opportunity to actually,
1: because I can actually make sports references here and people will understand them for one freaking time on the show. Uh, there's a book called Scorecasting, which goes into trying to figure out, it's kind of like uh, Freakonomics for sports. It's a great book if you like sports. Um, but one of the things they try to tackle is how, uh, what, why does home field advantage a thing? Yeah. What, like, what, what's, How does that actually happen? What's the purpose? And they go through a bunch of different ways of trying to figure it out. And what they kind of come down to at the end is the, the majority of home uh, field advantage is related to the referees being influenced by the crowd. Like that huh. is actually the majority of it. Um, and they, it's not noise. It's, it's not know, noise. That's what I, yeah, I would have thought. I know they went through the, they went through all of these options and, and you know there, there might be some piece small piece but the majority of the entire thing was that you know and they did this like with things like um, pitch tracking right where like the ref or the umpire would make calls that benefited the home team slightly more often just enough that over a long period of time uh, games tilted that way and like that is this type of thing I kind of would expect out of the Supreme Court. Like, they are umpires, right? They are they are referees. They are supposed to sit here and say, okay, yes and no, black and white, easy issues. We're talking about the Constitution of the United States. Um, and it, I can understand there being some influence by society. I understand that there's some of that human element. There always is going to be that. But it's just, it, it, it's, this is not a tough one. And the idea that, you know, Roberts, who is a guy that was, so, that... We know understands it. We know he understands it. In fact, if this report is accurate, he actually ruled the correct way the first time. And then to reverse yourself based on these other things is something that you'd think as a chief justice you'd take pride in not doing. Like you almost want to be the guy like Scalia does this all the time, you know, and and, and, uh, uh, Clarence Thomas does this all the time. I mean, he talks about like, yeah, free speech is really, really important. In fact, even when people say the N-word and he types out the N-word in, in, his, in, in his dissent and says, even when they say that, we protect it. You know, He's standing up even though he knows it's like it would not be beneficial to him and he does not think it's a good thing. That is what I expect out of the Supreme Court. But you're sure. right, we're never going to get it. Yeah.
3: But it sounds to me like one of the most important decisions ever was based on an opinion of one person. Basically, the personal opinion yeah. of one person. Now, that is a big problem.
0: Yeah. All right, back in a minute.
3: Let's
1: talk sports.
0: <laughs> so, uh,
1: the NFL draft coming up.
0: Jason uh, Buttrell, what do you say we kick these two guys off the yeah, show? I, I, I can't
2: concentrate on what I want to talk about there's now. There's too just... much
0: cowboys hate going Oof. on at this table off air. <laughs> 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 i are the am Supreme
2: Court. Sure. We're just making yes. judgments. This is your show. You should ban that type <laughs> of uh, language.
0: <laughs> Uh, we don't do bans here,
2: <laughs> but we yeah. should start. when we, it's on. We'll
0: start now. All right. Butch roll the uh, Mueller report. Yeah. Womp, so
2: womp. Womp. there's been uh, several sources out there that are talking to the media, apparently. And take that with a grain of salt, okay. because sources lately have been often wrong. Um, but they're telling people that uh, there's going to be no new indictments coming from the Mueller report. Um, which is interesting because if that is true, then there, you're not going to get all this stuff if you're waiting you know, with bated breath to get all of this salacious information um, like the Ken Star uh, report. That means you're not going to get any of that. And just a really quick, like back in history, um, when Kenneth Starr did his uh, report on, on Bill Clinton, the rules were different. Yeah. At that time, he was an independent counsel. Um, he it was basically, man, it was hands off. You, you can, It's all you, bro. You do it. Take all the time you need. Do whatever you have to do. It's all on you. And then give us your report. Well, they saw the error in the ways of that and they were like, well, OK, uh, maybe he was you know, given a little bit, you know, too much uh, leash on that. And uh, we don't want basically this special counsel report to turn into a steel dossier opposition research type thing that can just be picked apart and used politically against them, even if it didn't you know, go towards, you know, like an actual chargeable crime. Um, so now it's the special counsel has been put under the uh, Justice Department. So it's in, in, in the Justice Department has direct uh, oversight into you know the uh, special counsel. So it doesn't matter if uh, Mueller finds all of this information that sounds like it could be like give the appearance of guilt, even if it does. And actually, he can, I, as far as I understand it, he can put all of that stuff in the report. Mm-hmm. Now the issue with it is what whatever the Attorney General gets is not going to be what the rest of us can see. Now. All he can report on is kind of like a basic outline of, okay, let's say there are four uh, indictable offenses here. Then he'll put those details, those four uh, indictable charges, with a little bit of context underneath uh, of each little uh, offense. Now, all that other stuff, salacious, you know, stuff that might appear guilty, all that stuff, will be stricken and not even put in it. Mm -hmm. Now, just imagine if there is no indictable charges, like what their uh, sources are saying. Then literally the Mueller report will be a cover page and a signature page at the bottom of it because there will be nothing else that they can legally put on there. Yeah. They can't. Well, I mean, they do have a
1: lot of indictments already, right? Those will all be included for sure. The stuff that's already kind of come out, the Papadopoulos and the you know, right, Manafort but, and the Russians and all that. Which we we've already, already seen know, it. Yeah, we we already might know. already know it, but, I mean, that's still it's not going to be an empty report.
3: I'm going to drink myself into a stupor <laughs> once this investigation is My over. Might. I'm so tired of hearing about it, to be honest with you like at this point
1: it feels
0: like 500 years it feels like 1000
1: lo- yeah, years it's oddly shorter than a lot of the other ones like yeah. they, i mean is like it, you know, yeah like the ken Starr one was way longer uh, than this
3: i guess it feels longer when you're told every single day yeah. that that the the big the president's going down today <laughs> this is the end the walls are closing in how many times have i heard that phrase i just i'm i'm okay. i'm so done so the that.
2: problem is it's not going to end like so, when they, if they get, if they, if there's no one, no, no new indictments, uh, and regardless, there, there's, it's this won't end because they're already, did they already Stu, pass the resolution that's that the House passed the resolution that says you have to show us. They want, they, it's not binding though. They, they don't it, have to. It, show. It, it don't matter because it's illegal.
0: It don't matter. It <laughs> don't matter. It don't. Matter. <laughs> it don't,
2: it don't oh, um, little it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, You, you can't, you Maybe cannot show. you are show. a
0: fellow POC. Right? <laughs> talking about that already. around
2: the world and back. Um, You literally can't show information that was gathered for a grand jury. Can't do it, um, you know. And they said too. One of the the interests they're worried about was
1: uh, they don't want what happened with Comey and Hillary to happen. In that, you know, Comey came out and said, "Yeah, we're not indicting her, but here's a list of 714 things <laughs> she did that were terrible." Yeah. Uh, they don't want to do that. Uh,
2: they're trying to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that was the issue with Comey breaking precedent yeah. and doing that yeah. without consulting the DOJ. Wanna, <laughs> yeah. So they don't want to do it again. I, if I could get one half,
1: I know this is a controversial thing to do at the, uh, uh, on any conservative program, but a mild here defense. Of 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 the Mueller situation uh, like people keep saying well nothing's coming out of it like you know Trump's gone off and nothing's coming out of it well what was the purpose of this was the perp- if the purpose of this was to take down the Trump administration then yeah nothing's coming it's not coming out that way However, the purpose of it was actually to see how Russia influenced and attempted to influence our, our elections, yeah. and we have seen individuals, uh, organizations in Russia uh, who have been specifically named. We've seen those processes and how those things actually worked. We obviously have seen other people. I mean, on the twenty-five low, Russians have been indicted. Twenty-five on this. Russians. Now, that, the fact that they're not going to prison because they all live in Russia is one thing, but at least we are getting a deep dive investigation onto what they, into what they were actually doing. Not to mention that, you know, things that were so you know, we've seen, like, with Manafort and, and, and some other stuff. Uh, you could also argue that there were some things that did happen with the administration. But going into this, like, I'm happy that a guy like Mueller is actually looking at the Russia part of this. I want to know what they're doing. I want to be able to prevent it next time. So I don't think it was a complete waste. And, you know... I'm, we should all be happy right yeah. like at the end of this like if trump didn't do something that's in that, that you know would get him indicted
3: great yeah, i don't i don't think anybody's sick of them in doing their job right yeah. i think what what people are sick of and what i'm the Speculation. Really, it's, the, yeah, it's, it's the, the media it's the overreach it's the constant yeah. being lied to and then the, the story's wrong and then there's a fake news and there's a correction like it's like enough already
2: but that's
1: the and media isn't it yeah, it's totally. Mueller, it's right, right correct Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. well it's
0: the media and it's democrat leaders themselves yeah. i mean you have got maxine waters who's been calling for an impeachment for, right. for forever, and I'm, when and I'm sure back, a
3: lot of people leaking information that has a agenda, yep. mm-hmm. and then the media jumps on it. So, I, 100%. If I if I if I misled in that way, that's what I'm sick of. I'm sick of the yeah. media firestorm, 24/7, telling me that that the president's getting impeached tomorrow. Yeah. Like that's what I'm tired of. They're doing their job. They're going to get it done, and then they're going to step away, and then. We're going to fight to the death like we always do.
0: Betrill and I were, when we were on radio earlier, we were talking about how this morning, uh, Mika from Morning Joe, mm. she was, she apparently was finding this news out as she was reading it from the teleprompter because you can see the look on her Click. face. Yeah. And she goes, <laughs> she was like, Sources say there will be no new indictments.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she was very chipper at the beginning. Like, and yes. another news, sources <laughs> are saying no new indictments.
0: <laughs> so it was really interesting to see, you know, the, the, her find out in real time everything that they've been pushing this entire time. Oh,
2: I I want to say I'm glad the investigation is going on because I want to put it to bed. I want to find out the truth. So I'm glad that it's going on. I'm glad Mueller's doing it, which is probably unpopular. It's unpopular because I will even push back on myself and be devil's advocate against myself um, for a second. Because this did start, and let's not forget how this started, from a piece of opposition research. Steele dossier is what greenlit this to happen. Um, So whatever you think about the Steele dossier, that's pretty jacked up that unverified information was what launched this investigation. Yeah. So, I mean, you do have a case for saying this shouldn't have happened. And it really would have happened if, uh, and, I, and I don't know if you agree. I don't think you agree with this, what I'm about to say at all. But um, if um, Sessions would have actually done his job and not caved, this wouldn't have happened anyway. I didn't think that he had any reason at all to recuse himself. That was stupid. Yeah, I disagree with that. So, okay, I-, I would love to get an argument going on that because that made no. I think we've actually had this a couple times. We but-
0: have, so I would not. So, <laughs>
2: <government laughs> like he, like his, he recused himself because apparently he lied over his uh, his uh, conversations with Russians, which happened in completely different capacities, which was had nothing to do with Trump at all whatsoever. Whatsoever. It was stupid. It was easily explainable. He just didn't have the that guts to actually. It feels
3: like 18 years ago. Totally does. Oh it's gosh, like it absolutely absolutely does. time is taking on a
0: new I don't, feeling. You're a new, okay. You're a new dad. Really quickly, mm-hmm. but before we go to break, I don't know if it's just like my son raising my son or all of this going on with Trump. That's eight... I feel like I've aged 10 years. I, since I can't I even
3: remember. Sessions being attorney general. I feel I feel it's like a it's a bizarre world. I feel, I think, like, I feel I mean.
0: like it's politics and not the kids. They always say when you have a kid it, it ages you ten years. I'm <laughs> like, no, it's just 2020 coming up and all of the craziness back in a minute.
3: <laughs> that is weird.
0: Man, the <laughs> tired Just as a reminder, in case you missed it, I'm just here to self-promote, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you Mm -hmm. that uh, Jason and I filled in on Steve Dace today. You can go back and (laughs) watch that on uh, Blaze TV. You can also... That's true. <laughs> and we did talk about that
1: video. Which is, by the way, it's Jason Howerton's fault that that video Thank exists. Uh, basically, uh, I mean, I guess it was posted one other, one other time, uh, but you you're the one that popularized. Well, this Well, I wouldn't say
3: video. me. I would say Joe Rogan retweeted me and popularized oh. it. But
1: still, but yeah, he yeah, does a good. Yeah, that's my it.
3: mentions are still all jacked up.
0: And then you can go to Jason Howerton's Twitter. To go see more that content video. like that. Obviously. It's, it's honestly the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and being working in this world, you see a lot of crazy stuff. Nope, that one takes the cake, and it's <laughs> not even close. Uh, we still got overtime coming up next. I mean, we're talking about AOC, so the party's just starting. Yay. You don't want to miss it. Catch it at belays.tv.com. Use promo code NEWS and get ten dollars off your annual subscription.
2: Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com.
1: It is an extreme biohazard to make justifications for parasitism. That's true. It isn't. <laughs> okay. Friends, we have enough humans on the planet. We don't need any more humans. It is not okay for women to have babies and stop contributing mm. to when the I process. Well, I did it, I, not when me.
3: I'm not talking goodness. about me.
1: Right,
0: and also, like, I am alive because my mother yes. actually decided to have a baby. Hmm, weird. That's, That's true. true. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, all right, before we get so to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez,
1: Thank you for doing that. You're welcome.
0: I don't know if you guys know this, but when Jason and I used to fill in on morning radio, um, I don't even know how it happened that I admitted to, (laughs) when I was in college, shotgunning Natty Lights. Mm. That was like the thing that we did in college, are we right? Are about to shotgun Natty no, Lights? No, we're not okay. about to shotgun a Natty Lights. I light.
2: actually had like a moment of
0: like, <laughs> holy crap. Holy
2: <laughs> what was great is you just said it like really quickly and I didn't let you live that down and then you instantly became a meme after that. Yeah. It's like everywhere. So
0: Yeah, so a lot of our viewers are like, they call they call me very insulting names like Natty Light Queen, which <laughs> yeah, harm that's me a queen. That's weed. a very cool.
1: elevated title. I don't see why you'd have that's a problem yes, with well,
0: I mean, that's I would true. like to be queen of something other than Natty Light. I feel like <laughs> might be a little bit more valuable, like a higher position of, I don't know, maybe some nice fine red wine or something. Maybe not Natty Light. But point being, uh, we had a, a couple different viewers who tweeted at, at me, I think probably Jason Buttrell as well, and let us know that there was a new Natty Light that's called Natterday. This is not that. There's a new Natty Light called Natterday that's like strawberry lemonade Natty Natty Light, yeah. Mm. And so we were going to try, I wanted to try it. I wanted all of us to try it on air today. Mm -hmm. Um, So our producer, Adam, went to the store to get the Natterday Natty Light and (laughs) ran into the guy and he was like, yeah, we we only have them at these other places way far away. Um, We don't have them here. And so Adam emailed me and said, okay, this is what the guy said. Do you want me to pick up some regular or do you want me to just leave without it. And I was like, oh, we're talking about AOC today, so why don't we
2: just pick some up anyway and break it, it open. Friday?
0: <laughs> With that being said, uh, Jason Howerton, I know that... Um,
3: if I'm going to be talking about AOC, hold on a second. <laughs>
0: you, you got to get, get a big gulp there, please. I'm sorry to do this to you. It's okay. But I'm going to ask you, before you've got the whole can of beer finished, Correct. to please talk about uh, AOC because she is coming for our guns.
3: Yeah, so I think... What I've seen is like this bizarre um, kind of may, maybe started by Trump. This new era of personalities driving politics now. She's the new personality of, of the far left, and and really of Democrats. She and and people like Tlaib and like these people who would have been laughed out of Congress literally five years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. would have been laughing stocks, are now driving policy, uh, and we've come. We've come to the point where, where people like me, and, and I know I, w- I used to watch Stu um, talk about this, but the point that we worried about, like like this is what's going to happen. Mm. And they said, fear monger, this, that, whatever. We're racist. there now, also, like, racist. also racist, but we're there now. So this is AOC um, responding to, um, you know, to, to what she wants to do with guns after the New Zealand shooting, um, so she she wants to pass background checks, okay, whatever that means. She wants to d- disarm domestic abusers, which, if you have a felony and, and yeah, you're a criminal, already a that thing. that's already a law. So <laughs> a I guess thing. she wants to pass a law to 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 be super illegal. Yeah, super duper Ooh. illegal. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Uh, mandate safe storage. Right. So I guess that means if you don't store your firearm, you get arrested. Uh, ban. But here's the <laughs> kicker. Here's like she sneaks this in at the end. She wants to ban bump stocks. Semi-autos and high-capacity magazines. Notice how like semi-autos is like snuck in there in the middle of it, shortened, and shortened. Like it's just like you would barely not notice it if you, or you'd barely notice it if you weren't paying attention. That covers almost all guns. Mm -hmm. So that is literally all guns, other than
1: shotgun, revolver. Yeah, shotgun, uh, Yeah.
3: Mm. Well, technically, wouldn't the revolver even be semi-auto? Semi-auto? No. No. Because it's one trigger, one pull.
1: Yeah, one trigger, one pull. I mean, so you maybe the, cow- the old cowboy gun that Glenn always talks about wouldn't would would be okay. You'd have that. You have
3: muskets. You'd have, You'd like, have, like, have a, po- a single a, a single shot shotgun, I guess. Yeah. They have they make semi-automatic uh, shotguns too. So like that's a lot a lot of guns. And if you think that was, some people are are misinformed about guns and they just call semi-automatics machine guns or whatever they yeah. do. She knows what she's talking about. She knows what her policy is. Are you sure? Are
1: you sure? I was going to say, back on that a little bit. <laughs> uh, I've never come across a situation in which she knows what she's
3: talking <laughs> on, about. When she's talking about what she wants to ban, yeah. <laughs> she knows what she's yeah. talking about. Everything else, maybe not, but I know this is becoming the mainstream of, of, of the Democrats, right? Is, is gun bans, uh, you see it, they're joining together, they're coalescing around New Zealand Three days later, saying, "Okay, we're just going to ban all. We're going to ban all these guns, and we're going to take them." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Look, look what they did,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a terrible thing it's that a they horrible
3: did. Horrible thing. Like,
1: to do. that's why the founders were so brilliant, and they? they said, "You know what? People will get carried away in emotional moments and do really dumb things. Let's design a government and with a constitution that makes everything slow down, make it so people's overwhelming urge at a, any particular moment can't uh, can't push anything
3: through." Here's, here's the point, though. Here, through
2: here, its incomplete inefficiency, yeah. right. which okay. Was
3: okay. here's the conclusion, though, is that. What we said would, we didn't want to happen has happened. It doesn't stop here because it's not going to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be shootings, there's still going to be killings, there's still going to be, unfortunately, school shootings and stuff like this from insane people who want to uh, inflict harm. Mm-hmm. So, what is the ultimate end game here? Yeah. It's until we get rid of all the guns, this is going to keep happening is what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. So when, when they take the semi-autos and, and shootings continue to happen, criminals still have them. What do you have outside of just a flat-out gun confiscation? Right. Where do you go from there?
1: And even when we've seen flat-out gun co- confiscations in Australia, hasn't changed homicide right. rates at all. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to see because when you see a uh, another shooting overseas, you get a little bit of a more honest picture from what they actually want. Because here they'll be like, look, you know, we want an assault weapons ban. Now, of course, we had an assault weapons ban. Once again, that showed no difference in
2: um, murder rates at all when, uh, when it comes to firearms. And, and I'm, I'm kind of unclear on how, so it was the only way they could pass that is they put like a set time limit on or, or something that like that? That was the only way they could pass that particular yeah, thing. A
1: sunset. It, it, it was a 10-year sunset and I, um, it's just a, a matter of the way they, they passed it. That's the same similar thing happened with Bush's tax cuts, if you remember. They also expired after 10 years. Um, so it expired. They showed no, no difference. Uh, the studies afterwards showed it did not make a difference as far as murder rates go. They could not Detect anything that it actually did. But again, like, let's just say just constitutional issues with that aside, let's just say that we're to be passed right now. Okay, well, assault weapons are banned. People don't think that they're, you know, they think those are scary guns, and, and they're not, most people don't have them, right, even though they are very common as far as gun, gun ownership. It's just, it, they, say, they say that. Well, what does that do? And first of all, that increased the amount of guns in the country, the, the assault weapons ban. Because mm-hmm. if you have a $1,000, I mean, an you know, AR-15 is going to cost you, you know, $1,100. Um, for a cheap one. For a, che- for a cheap one. And that was several years ago. I remember Pat, I feel like Pat's was around that when he, when he bought his. Um, but, yeah, you know, maybe it's fifteen or $1,600. Well, if you want to spend $1,600 a gun and you can no longer buy an AR-15, what are you going to buy? probably four guns, right? Like you're probably going to go buy four or five guns or maybe multiple guns. It actually increases the amount of guns that actually are in a society. And, of course, it does nothing to take guns off the street. you know, The ones that have already been purchased are almost always grandfathered in in these proposals. So they're not they're not real, they're not real proposals that would do anything like New Zealand or Australia has done but when they do those things they you can see them lust after the power to be able to take those guns uh, you know it'd be about an 80% reduction to go from our our gun ownership level to New Zealand's that's before the ban so i mean they want to go well beyond where New Zealand was and you're right the the end game here is they want zero zero weapons because they want all the power to be able to do whatever they want and that is, unfortunately for them, not how this country was designed.
2: I am I'm very concerned about the Second Amendment, uh, especially in the next couple of years, uh, it, it, depending on who becomes president. Um, very, very concerned. I, I think they're already drafting the executive order. There's already if and if, if you think that the Second Amendment, because it's in the Constitution, is going st- to stop this, it's it, it's not. They, through executive order, they can literally say whatever they want. They, Fine, can, they the can emergency say, declaration, right? They can yeah, that too. The, the purchase of you know these weapons is uh, you know a clear and present danger of the United States. We're in a national emergency. We're stopping all purchases of it. There's already a precedent to of, of, to violate the Constitution. The automatic weapons ban is a violation of the Second Amendment. It's completely unconstitutional. I don't care what you think about you know, how dangerous automatic weapons are. They're, it's against the Constitution to ban them. Uh, the, the assault weapons ban is a violation of the Second Amendment. Are they didn't stop them.
3: Are, are automatics banned, though? You can get them.
2: You can get them with yeah, special licenses. With really like ours,
3: uh, yeah. is, so is that a ban? That, that, I, would just, just push
2: back. They just—they they just, are banned. You cannot purchase them, any, or you cannot—you cannot make any new ones. Yep. But they did. The only thing is, they didn't go door to door and confiscate right. them. They grandfathered right. them in from right. before 1986, and and so you have to have a, a mega special license
1: to actually get your hands on it. Well, for example, Glenn Beck has uh, automatic weapons, okay. and he's, he's the used. only one or pretty five, much that can they afford one. White
2: <laughs> supremacist <laughs> of a machine gun of all the people, but, but he's very emotional. You uh, should not uh, give him uh, guns. No. But uh, but because of that, that's the supply and demand economics because you cannot make any more. There's a very limited supply. Right. And so they cost a fortune. Insane. So only evil rich people like Glenn can get them. You're talking 15 to 30 grand or something like that mm-hmm. to get your hands on one of these things. Yeah. Um, and uh, like it's, it, I completely agree
1: with you. I, we're in the unbelievable minority in believing that that uh, is a problem. Um, when a, automatic weapons made most Look, people you, you can think, think they're right. dangerous and and they, they are. Guns are designed to be dangerous. Then you know what? Amend it, the, sec- the Constitution. Right. Figure if you want to do these things you can do it. The Constitution the Constitution is there for you to amend. It was designed by the founders to be able to change if you have something. Like See, if people are like, well, I don't like this weapon. Well, then this go is amend the, problem. the Constitution. This is
3: the problem with everything we're talking about because me as a, like, a super pro-gun guy, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, my feelings, I I, <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. that that would be bad for people to have those. <laughs> but like, my opinion is doesn't matter. Yeah. right? So it's like that's how we get in these situations because we think that our feelings and like what we think matters, and, and, and policy should be dictated by that. Yeah. If you're going just by the Constitution or the Second Amendment, it's pretty clear, right? Yeah. But that's not how we, well, I and, guess, as
1: humans do things. And it's why the left loves these emotional pushes for you know gun restrictions right after murders. They are you absolutely, they don't let a crisis go to waste, they're absolutely using the murders to be able to advance uh, uh, their policies. And, it's, and what you see is when, when you do that, you're allowing a murderous white supremacist, as in New Zealand, to control your policy. And that is not a smart way to go. Um, you know, and, and I, will, I will say that, you know, it's not just the left who does this. I mean, you know, we had the AOC tweet up there which in which she really wants those bump stocks banned, which, which were banned, we're banned. By, by, we're banned. Trump. by Trump. By Trump. Yes. In another completely unconstitutional thing. Yeah. Like, you can't, like, they they wanted to pass legislation to do it, and I don't even think they could have done that. But the idea that Trump could just be like, all right, I don't want those things anymore, is way worse and got no attention. Um, that's another complete step. All these things erode, let's put it another way, infringe on your ability to uh, ex- exercise your constitutional rights. Rights and and we let too much of this stuff slide because of partisan politics. I think sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, but these
3: are these where, are, are hard where, where lines. Are bump stocks, though, I always wondered, and maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Are bump stocks actually part of? The gun, like, is that part of the Second Amendment? Like, yeah, you
1: could. There are.
0: That's that is it. Like, there right are people that would
1: would disagree with me on that. I, I don't think you can. Like, like a second accessory, them, right? right? Yeah. Like, I,
0: well, but then you could say. You could say all sorts of things. Yeah, Bullets are accessories right, too. Uh, ammunition could be uh, an accessory. Yeah, right.
3: ah, yeah. you, you still have the
1: gun. You little scam, <laughs> scamp. You
0: still Have the gun.
2: Th- that's an interesting debate, though, yeah. and I've heard you talk about that before. Uh, that w- we both are in agreement that the automatic weapons ban is uh, is unconstitutional, mm-hmm. but it is law. So the bump stock is designed to circumnavigate the law. The bump, but it does not
1: do what the law says. The law specifically says, pull the trigger once, lots of bullets come out. It doesn't exactly, that's not a quote. Um, <laughs> bump stock is not that. It, it does fire rap- more rapidly. However, you have to pull the trigger for each, Can every single time. Can we use Michael
3: Bloomberg's very technical definition of a machine gun? It's a gun that goes <laughs> like that, yeah. okay? Did yeah. he really say that?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You never seen that video? Because no. he didn't know the difference between automatic and oh, semi-automatic Oh, this is a weapons. classic
3: the guy. Who's running, funding, and running He's, multiple gun? Probably control the biggest anti gun funder of, 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 of trying to take yeah. the Second Amendment away. Like, and he doesn't even know, doesn't even know the difference. what a semi auto. He goes, That's yeah, about right. he said, a semi automatic, he goes. It's like no, it's, Even the anchor's like, no, that's, a, no.
0: That's, a, that's an automatic weapon. And thank you for that very technical explanation, <laughs> yes, sir.
2: Exactly. What's crazy about so that? So glad just, he's making policy. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's literally a firing style. The bump stock just makes it easier. And rednecks have been doing bump stocks with their finger and belt loop, belt for, loop. for years. Yeah. Have you so, seen that yep. before? Yeah,
0: try baiting belt loops. You're not going to do <laughs> I
1: it. Just, Good don't, idea. don't say that. Don't get, do no. Get AOC quiet. on the phone yeah. right
2: now.
0: <laughs> You're not going to do yes. it. <laughs> Uh, still, tell us what's going on with United Airlines, really quickly.
1: Yeah, real go. quick. Uh, this is. I drink beer. Like y- yes, this is you. You may need it, <laughs> if, especially if you work for United Airlines. This is the time <laughs> to drink. Um, so, uh, United Airlines um, has been on the side of a controversy where, where they had these. Uh, we've had two major plane crashes in Ethiopia and Indonesia over the past five months. And as you probably know, the Boeing 737 Max has been at the at the center of this, and that there's a specific uh, sensor. I know (laughs) specific sensor that uh, that you can get on these planes that would cover um, a failure of another sensor, um, and it, it alert the pilots. Now, the argument from Boeing is like, well, if the pilots are like competent pilots, they should be able to handle this, and that's true, although with these smaller, like, you know, know, airlines far-flung around the world that might not have the training that an American pilot would have, so, you know, they do have these planes. Um, All the U.S. carriers that have these planes paid extra, the optional, uh, you know, extra sensor and you know you're buying a car you buy the upgraded you know uh, you know i don't know cup holders right like you you're buying the extra features so they've all bought it with the exception of united airlines they're the only ones that didn't buy it so now they're talking about these people canceling. They're pulling these planes off all over the world. Uh, and United is the only one in America that didn't get the extra sensor that not would cover a, them against this issue. Not a good look. So you picture them in this meeting at a table around this. Guys, we are the only ones. It's just us. Uh, Southwest. Who's in got an idea? Who's got an idea? How do we get out of this? What's the PR push for today? What is it? Here's the tweet. Uh... Why? how you identify. Our new non-binary gender options are now available from United Airlines. This is
3: what I was laughing at,
1: by the way.
0: Shut up. I didn't lose my mind. Shut up. In the middle of this controversy.
1: What is mix? I guess mix is everything else. Explain it for the podcast listeners. Yes, so there's three choices now. Mr. and Ms., as you might imagine. And then also... Mix, which is MX, which I guess is if you don't identify as the other two, you're just thrown into this giant heap of other genders (laughs) that you can uh, point out there. uh, And you can be, so what I mean, like, again, it's just hard to not see this as just a giant distraction from all their problems. The great
3: thing is that, like, they're still going to get crap for that. Yeah, because they're gonna say I'm not mixed. Like, what is mixed? I'm not mixed on this or on that. Or <laughs> I know. Where's, Give me more
0: the, where's the gender queer it, yeah, fluid? Yeah, non-binary. non-binary. You yeah.
3: can never have enough choices. Is the problem? Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's amazing, and I, I like this is one of those things that where they are just looking to distract from anything other than the fact our planes may or may not fly when you get in them. Well, it's, hey!
3: it's comically transparent. Yeah.
1: It's it's it really is.
3: It's so comically like. The, what's the issue of today? How can we get in in the good graces of society? Yes. Oh, the, well, the transgender and the and the gender thing is really in. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Nobody will notice that this is why we're an
1: working. amazing attempt by you yeah. guys.
0: Which uh, is totally off topic, but if, would you could you pick an airline that you've just you think is the worst that you've had the worst experience with? Oh yeah. Could you? What is it?
2: Spirit. Spirit.
0: Your first mistake was flying Spirit. spirit. Because one quick Google search, you will find out really quickly what Spirit is all about. It's
1: so cheap, though. I mean, I've never, I've not flown it, but we. You get what you pay for. Yeah. Yeah. We were planning. We had a budget for an upcoming uh, project, and one of our writers, Kevin. Who's pretty much insane. We love him to death. But he's like, I'm like, he's like, he gives me this budget and it's like, I'm going to be in Philadelphia for four days. Travel costs $300. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I, well, how are you? Hiking there. Like, legitimately, I'm like, what, first of all, you, what, how are you flying there for $109, right? Okay, maybe you get a good flight. It happens occasionally. Second of all, your lodging for four days is $200 in Philadelphia? Where are you staying under a bridge? And then there's no money for food at all. And so he goes, well, well, no, I'm taking spirit. And you know, what I do is like, I, I he's legitimately says this in the meeting. I just put on like four outfits. So I don't have to have a carry on. <laughs> so, so <good. laughs> Dude. And then he's like, I'm like, where are you staying? He's like, Oh, I just Airbnb it. Like, usually I'm at like an, a, an apartment, like someone's apartment. They're just like, they're playing world of Warcraft. And I'm just like in the room with them what? That, you're not staying at a hotel? He's like, no. And I'm like, because I've done Airbnb so as well, but it's usually like they will give you like, you have a house or they're a condo, there. right? They're not there. He goes to them when they're there. He goes, the last one I was at was just a Chinese family. that didn't speak any English. So he sat there awkwardly having like dinner with his family that didn't speak the language. And then I'm like, well, where's the food cost? He's like, oh, no, I didn't know I could put food on there. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? What? you got? <laughs> don't like, well, approved. I mean, yeah, we and so on. Yeah, Good I, mean,
0: with I that. admire his. I, uh, yeah, I kind of do too. Controlling the purse <laughs> of police TV, you know. Yeah, that's
1: legitimate.
0: Uh, do you have a
3: American? I would, American, one hundred percent. They always lose my guitar <laughs>
0: every time. You're traveling with your guitar all the time. I
3: always do. I like to. I like to play in the hotel and annoy people, but. The, the guy brought my guitar, so they lost it, so this guy went to go get it. He brought it to the little the turning door thing, Yeah. and I was sitting there at baggage claim. He threw my guitar through the thing, uh, through the door, onto the ground. It's like a, a very nice tailored guitar. And I look at him, and I, I go, dude, what the hell? And he goes, oh, sorry. He picked it up and threw it a little further. And I almost lost my oh, mind. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like, wow, wow. You can- so American, you you will never get good PR from me ever, ever again.
2: And you can't get a connecting flight with American because they're always behind schedule. Well, and they, they're like the, the biggest
3: one in Dallas, so it's really it,
2: yeah. It I, I, I use it all the time. I, I actually have not had
1: bad experience with it, but everyone I know has. So <laughs>
3: they threw my
1: guitar. Yeah, they threw your guitar. <laughs> Luckily, I have no musical talent at all.
0: So, uh. Uh, all right, today's poll. Actually, I did it a little bit differently. Um, I did my own poll oh. on my Twitter account. Um, just because it wasn't the the Daily News poll, and I'm actually interested to hear whether or not you people out there support the um, Trump's latest executive order about um, free speech on college campuses. And the reason I a- I'm asking it is because I have seen a little bit of difference of opinion, at, at least coming from the conservative side, on whether or not they support the executive order, so I want to know what you think. So you can uh, answer the poll on my Twitter account. That's Sarah Gonzalez TX. How did you answer? Think. How
1: did you answer the poll?
0: I didn't. I first of all, there was not an unsure option.
1: Oh okay. Wow. So that's, I, and that's I did now not. I, know yours. I did
0: not answer <laughs> my own poll yet.
1: We had O'Reilly out today. And he, I thought it made a good point in that. Like, these, you know, he's done a couple of these things that could theoretically get him some good press or whatever. Uh, and it's all drowned out by stuff like, you know, him attacking John McCain. Like, right. It's like, why? But that's also Yeah, that's his just, fault. Why does right? he do it? Yeah, that's, that was what O'Reilly was saying. Okay. So I think he does a lot of good things, but he gets it in his own
2: way a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and just kind of like expand on what we were talking about this morning on the radio show um, federal funds shouldn't be going to universities, period. In the first place. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that should, they should completely get out of that. State schools, in my opinion, shouldn't even be a thing. They shouldn't exist. Um, it's driving costs up. That's the reason. You manipulate the market, that's when things start getting out of whack. Um, and plus, if we, if we got rid of that... Then the government shouldn't have any reason to. They, it's not their place to tell a private business what to do. If they want to be biased, if they want to, if they want to stop certain people from speaking at their university, that's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. That's their business.
0: And the free market repercussions happen because of it. Will happen. And because
2: the market of it. will take care of it. There yeah. will be other institutions that will be more than happy to have Ben Shapiro come to their, you know, their college campuses. Higher, but the edu-
3: prob- higher the education is a civil right. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so is free,
0: free internet. Free. It's like you but put free in front of everything. But
2: that's so ridiculous. It's also the progressive. Thing if a progressive uh, uh, policies don't work, they always say, "Well, let's let's pile on more. Uh, you know, let's double down on that policy. Maybe it'll work eventually." The problem with this is government involvement. Period. That's why it's gotten into these uh, situations in, to, to begin with. Now we're putting on more legislation to try and fix it. No, we have to get out of it. Get completely out of it, and then it'll correct itself. Yeah. Amen.
0: All right. Well, uh, let me know what you think at Sarah Gonzalez, TX. Happy weekend. We'll cheers, see you guys. Yes.
2: Yes. Cheers. Maddie, light. Cheers. 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 <laughs>